Me, 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 me. Unique New York. Unique New York. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number Uh 1040. 1040. March 21st, 2023. Okay. And boy, they had a nice spell back in late 30s. It was 76 degrees on this day in 1938. That's two days in a row for 1938. And it had a cold spell. Uh, I find this unusual. In the year of the great floods locally. It was eight below on this day in 1965. I think I'll go right into that flood information as soon as we hear the introductory music. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Stillwater apparently is preparing for what could be the worst flooding in 22 years, which makes me reflect on that ridiculous statement yesterday. What is an old-fashioned winter? <laughs> it's stuck in your craw, well, isn't there, it? But there is no such thing. It, it, it cannot be defined... In any event, when I was in high school, we got pulled out of school, I believe many high school kids did, to work on flood prevention. Uh, and really? that was Yeah, Stillwater. I got the Stillwater call. I think other guys might have gone elsewhere. We were put on a bus, and off we went. We did sandbagging and what have you. Uh, and that would, Lyndon Johnson came to town. And wow. There's a famous picture of him pointing at the water very helpfully. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Stillwater had a terrible flood in 1965, but we weren't, we had yet to see weather become a principle of theology. We had yet to see it become religious in nature. And so it was just a flood, and kids got out of school, and it was cool, and you went and tried to help. And okay. There was a great band. There was a great local uh, rock band in the Twin Cities. In that era, they were called the Morticians. Okay. I don't know if John maybe ever heard of them. He might be a little I, young. Only from you. You're yeah. the only yeah. place I've heard of them. And I remember working sandbag by sandbag with one of the Morticians, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, in any event, now here we're, we're going to have a whole different look at it this time. This will be climate change, whereas in 1965, it was just a apparently not an old-fashioned winter. It was a tough winter. The other question I have is, Aren't we having exactly the kind of melt that would help mitigate a flood? Very slow. It's mm-hmm. very cold. Yep. It was rainy for a couple of days where the, it was... The snow, <clears throat> is, uh, the snow is disappearing only incrementally, giving Mother time to absorb it. Uh, and yet we have the uh, hysteria building. Uh, we're bracing for major flooding on the St. Croix, as predicted by the National Weather Service. Uh, local leaders, I would presume that means Stillwater, are considering declaring a state of emergency. Uh, we've had floods, we've had floods, uh, but this one is one of those ones that are tricky because a fast melt, a snowstorm, or a big big rainstorm in April <clears throat> 
could really make the difference, said Corey Butner, owner of Leo's Grill and Malt Shop. Okay. I don't know uh, I don't know of that establishment. Well, that it's sounds like a great Downtown place. Stillwater? Apparently. Yeah, yes, right. they have a little window open where you can get a to-go order, great malts, <laughs> uh, burger baskets. Yeah, it's, it's great. I've it's been there on too, the corner. Yeah. It's right on the corner. In it's the right down from heart. the bridge, right? Where well, and that's yes. the area of town they're trying to... To keep dry, that would be the Main Street area. But I've I've never seen the water. It's made it maybe to the parking lot, but I've never seen it hit inside the Lowell Inn or uh, Brian's. Well, I believe or, the Lowell Inn is a bit up on the hill. But I'm saying that parking lot, like the Dock Cafe, etc. I can't I can't help you. Okay, I hear more well, about the malts. Yeah, the good yeah, stuff. In good, any good event, uh, this will be portrayed as a catastrophe. Uh, as unprecedented, uh, and by reporters who don't even necessarily consciously realize they're participating in this misinformation. But all you have to do is look up 1965, and five will get you ten. If there was a Whopper in 1965, there probably was in 1925 and 1895, and all over the map. So... uh, just get ready. You'll be hearing a lot of flooding news, even though even though nature is working on behalf of us right now with a nice slow melt. It's very chilly, and uh, there's really no warm-up in the 10-day forecast. There's not a 50, for example. No, but we're solid 40s. Forecast. We're not slipping down to... Right, but solid 40s would give you a slow melt, I think. Yes. You get, a, you get, you get that spring... You know, in the spring of 2012, we were having 80s. At this time of year. Okay, yep. High 70s really nice, yeah. at this time of year. But Kenny, you have a new way to look at We have a climate warning on the front pages of both Minneapolis and St. Paul papers today. We need to diffuse that climate time bomb. And uh, there's a but in there, but we still have time. So right. How long are they going to sell this BS to the we, public? Yeah, we still have time. We have all the knowledge we need, all the tools we need. We just need to implement it, right? Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my a new new approach to climate change. Well, let's remind everybody what your angle is first. Well, my angle is that the climate's changing, and it always has. My angle is it can't change fast enough. I am pro-global warming. Yeah. Bring it on, you punks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sick of this um, BS. That's another thing I Good want shouted from the extraterrestrial manifestation. Uh, once it appears above Earth, I want them to address that. Why don't you idiots quit worrying about the climate? That's the least of your problems. Mm-hmm. The least of your problems. It's big money, Joe. It's big, it really big is. money. It really is. Follow the money. It's bigger than uh, Big Farm. Yeah. Human activities. Oh, I don't even want to do it. I'm not going no, to. No, it's it's hard to, to get through. All the it does is make you angry. same story you've been reading for 25 years. Yeah, it's all propaganda. Do you know that Sick your uh the Morticians, M-O-R-E, right. T-I-S-H-A-N-S, 63 to 68. Yep. They drove around in a hearse. They had a hearse. And they Maybe had... that's where I subconsciously get that 59 Pontiac ambulance hearse <laughs> in my mind. I think so. <laughs> but their, uh, 
The coffin-shaped guitar cases were another feature. One of the yeah. dads was a carpenter, yeah. and they made coffin-shaped guitar cases. They were cases. very good. Yeah. For, by garage band standards, they were very good and very popular. I'm Who are the members? Do you, have a list? Uh, Do you have a list of the maybe. members, Matthew? Um, the original lineup is Steve Pullen on vocals. Tom Cafferty on lead guitar, Chris Nelson on rhythm guitar, Hugh Kramer on bass, Roy Pinky Hirschleb on drums. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know any of them. And they give, if you go to minipalmusic.com, you can see the history of those guys. Are They'd all be in their late 70s by now. Currently I'm residing sure. in the where are they now file. Right. <laughs> we, uh, we have some audio, Chris. Yep. Yep. We a, do. Of a Minnesota legislator. Named Kaoli Her, H E R, uh, Laotian by birth. She's a, a member of, uh, she represents in St. Paul, District 63A. And the argument can be made when you look at the map that 63A is, is virtually the heart of St. Paul. Okay. Uh, and she's, a, she's a regressive, she's a turd. Uh, the boundaries are 94 to the north, okay. 35 to the east. Got it. And then uh, Summit dropping down to St. Clair, dropping down to Jefferson, then oh. back up towards Western. That is the heartbeat, uh, yeah, south, for sure. And she represents. And then 64B would be, uh, which is, uh, she she misses by a few blocks representing me. <laughs> Over there on Maine. I'm represented yeah. by a guy named Dave Pinto, who's a Ramsey County prosecutor, handily wins his DFL place in the legislature. I don't know Dave. I've never met him. Uh, it might be that he's reasonably convinced that winning is a, not a problem for him. It's more of a formality. And, in fact, the, a Republican gal ran against him, Lorraine somebody. She didn't even bother contacting the Pioneer Press last autumn. For any information, she never responded to the. It's a bold case. strategy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, he won as handily as he wants to. Kaoli her wins as handily as she wants to. I'll give you an example of that. And uh, see, she won uh, in 2018. She won 19,000 votes. Her Republican opponent Patrick Griffin won 3,500 votes. In 2020, she won, she had 20, almost 21,000 votes. Her Republican candidate, Sherry Shack, had 3,400 votes. And in the most recent election, she received 18,000 votes. And a Republican named Dan Walsh got 3,000 votes. Okay. So until, uh, it's no wonder... We're experiencing what we're experiencing. It's very hard for the country's cities closest to the tallest buildings to break out of these progressive strongholds. Uh, I, I know many of my neighbors, and I look around, and I, I don't know why they vote for who they do. Uh, but both uh, Kaoli Her and Dave Pinto, he's a Ramsey County prosecutor, uh, they both are uh, terribly Mysterian. They're regressives. And they both have just absolutely no trouble winning. Uh, Why? But there has to be a, a group of Republic or, or not Republicans, conservatives, light yeah. conservatives in that Maybe, area. That seriously, I'm going to answer you seriously. Maybe five or six. 
how can all these... Kaoli was born in Laos. She came to the U.S. as a Hmong refugee. She grew up in Appleton, Wisconsin. And she's got quite an educational resume. University of Wisconsin, Bachelor of Business Administration, the University of St. Thomas, studying education leadership. I don't think you can flunk that. <laughs> Northeastern University, Master of Business Administration in International Management. She was a policy director for Mayor Melvin Carter. So she she Qual floated she floated to the top of the twenty or twenty-five people with meaningless jobs who work for Carter and became a state legislator. She's married and she has two kids, and her husband's name is Kong. Kong? Kong. I wonder if she calls him King when King they're getting Kong? frisky. You know, hey, King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh if, uh, I don't know Kaoli, might be a great gal, I don't know her. She represents 63B. And it came up, and I have this courtesy of, a, of an emailer, Katie, who writes, uh, I ran across this on Twitter, and she writes in parentheses, my news source of choice. Had <laughs> a girl, Katie. And thought you should see it. This is Minnesota State Representative Kaoli Her. Uh, Mansplaining, no, be person-splaining, lady-splaining. <laughs> She's-splaining. Anyway, I digress. She is explaining, and this is amazing for a regressive to take this position. She is explaining that allowing boys who pretend to be girls to play in girls' sports is totally okay. Hmm. Because girls don't end up playing professional sports anyway. Oh, whoa. if I say that, I'm in trouble. Oh, of course you are. So, and Katie adds, so let me get this straight. The regressives are now telling us that girls and boys who dress up like girls can be anything they want. Well, except for being a professional athlete. Huh. I am so confused. The regressives are anti-women, pure and simple. They are putting men in dresses in positions of power over women, and they're not even trying to hide it. Of course, Representative Vang, her, has had to take her Twitter account private because of the backlash, so maybe there is hope for us yet. Now, you have to listen to her carefully. She has a wonderful accent. She knows her English very well. I'm not suggesting that, but she speaks very quickly. Hmm. All right. It's fair competition. I am so sorry, but our cisgender girls are going to be just fine. You know what? Society is built in a way that accommodates us already. I had a D. I had an athlete who was a, a USA Olympic gym uh, was on the track to being an Olympic, Olympic gymnast. She trained with Sunisa Lee for ten years. Whether she lost in competitions to a girl or a, uh, somebody who was a trans uh, girl. Her outcome was going to be the same. She didn't go to the Olympics. She was going to be a D1 athlete, which only 7% of high school students go to be that. Actually, only 7% going to do play uh, collegiate sports, and 2% make it to be D1 athletes. And then from there, only 2% of that 2% makes it to become a pro athlete. So the fears that we have around a fair competition, it is fair. And the few trans girls that play with other girls, our cisgender girls will be okay. So uh, what I wanted to shift away from those conversations because they oh. are not rooted in reality. Our why does this have to? Why does this come up? 
what's the percentage of? It was a house file, I believe, right? Wasn't it? A, there was. Yeah, uh, look okay. it up, Rook. I think I have it here. It's House File 173, e- Equality Under Law Provided in Constitutional Amendment Proposed. This is what our problems are in Minnesota? But but here here's how you might break it down. It's what the voters of St. Paul don't ever consider because they keep voting in these people. What What she is doing... And I don't think I'm going to be engaging in hyperbole here. She is sacrificing the freedom of a person's individuality for the greater good as she sees it, which is transgenderism. No, I'm not ready yet uh, for transgenderism. And so it doesn't make any difference to her if she's depriving a female athlete from her own competitive successes, just so long as that female athlete has to compete against a guy who's pretending to be a girl because she's in favor of guys who pretend to be girls. Hmm. Well, you're depriving the female athlete of her legitimate competitive experience. Mm-hmm. And you don't care about that. And that doesn't that shouldn't get in the way of prog- of you know progressive Cause, ideology. Because your means justify your end. Right. Effectively making her anti-woman. To me, it does. You're, yeah. you're certainly not acknowledging these young women who work their butts off trying to be athletes. Yesterday, we had the woman of the year. Woman of the year, Minnesota's not a woman. Right. And, and you're depriving them of their legitimate competitive choices and successes. The women are the ones getting the short end of the deal here. You're right. And what they should do, not joking, they should have the trans games where... If you changed over, that's fine. See what kind of sponsorships you get, and if it can support itself, everything's great. That makes too much sense. You know, the pole vault? Boy, who wouldn't turn in to see that? Yeah. <laughs> Got your... Well, Pat and I were going to found the National Pole Vaulting Association. Right. I Female mean, pole Yeah, vaulting. but she's, uh, she's playing with the gals. Well, I'll tell you what, Uh, we were talking about this weather breaking. Uh, It hasn't yet, but it's bound to, and when it does, I hope you're on your scooter or your electric bike or your 4x4, your exotic motorcycle from EcoFun Motorsports. Two locations, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Highway 97, just go immediately west of Interstate 35, and down in Burnsville off the service road of life near County Road 42, the home to electric bikes, Pintelli electric bikes, the gas-powered scooters that turn every errand into adventure, really nifty golf carts, uh, all-terrain vehicles for kids, little those little off-road vehicles, uh, just some really neat stuff. Great apparel and helmets. you got to have the helmet. Yep. Put the helmet on the noggins <coughs> of those little ones. Great service and great people. They've been with us from the beginning. We love EcoFun Motorsports. So will you. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor. 
favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. You know, uh, this year, uh, the, the big secret came out on Garage Logic. Minnesota Masonic Charities is out. And again, in 2006, several longstanding charities of Minnesota Masonry combined with to create one umbrella organization, Minnesota Masonic Charities. Mission, promote even greater levels of philanthropy. And again, they spread their money out. And this week, we're going to focus on Crescent Cove. If you go to their website, crescentcove.org, you will see some of the stories, some of the kids and the families that have been helped with the help of Minnesota Masonic Charities. There's a lot going on at Crescent Cove, and they do need people to help out. They do need donations, and that's where Minnesota Masonic Charities comes in. If you would like to help or you want to learn more about Crescent Cove and the great work that they do, which is why the Minnesota Masonic Charities chose them as one of the people that were They're going to donate some of their treasured money. If you want to help out, if you want to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities, give them a call, 952-948-6200, 952-948-6200. They'll be very happy to tell you about all the doings over at Crescent Cove and how you might be able to get involved as well. So crescentcove.org or mnmasoniccharities.org to learn more about the great people. You know, a lot of times the news isn't good. Oh, this is all great news. People helping people without any government intervention. mnmasoniccharities.org. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You're not going to really go out and buy some steel box called a safe from a glorified lumberyard, are you? No. Yeah, do yourself a favor first. Click on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a gander at the Liberty lineup of safes. They uh, not only provide the best protection from calamity, they have lifetime transferable warranties and just absolutely the best safe made right here in the United States by citizens of the United States. And uh, you need to pick that thing up at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet the owner, Rich, a stand-up guy. He's going to make sure you go home happy. And by happy, I mean the safe that best fits your needs. He'll also uh, bring that thing home for you and set it up. He's a stand-up guy. Um, the Liberty Safe at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, the best thing ever made. Forget about buying some generic steel box from anywhere else. Get up to Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Check them out on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I, I want you to play Kaoli Her one more time because I've, uh, I've noticed something else in her remarks, and let me hear that in order for me to be clarified. It's fair competition. I am so sorry, but our cisgender girls are going to be just fine. You know what? Society is built in a way that accommodates us already. I had a D. I had an athlete who was a, a USA Olympic gym uh, was on the track to being an Olympic, Olympic gymnast. She trained with Sunisa Lee for ten years. Whether she lost in competitions to a girl or a, uh, somebody who was a trans uh, girl. 
her outcome was going to be the same. She didn't go to the Olympics. She was going to be a D1 athlete, which only 7% of high school students go to be that. Actually, only 7% going to do play uh, collegiate sports and 2% make it to be D1 athletes. And then from there, only 2% of that 2% makes it to become a pro athlete. So the fears that we have around a fair competition, it is fair. And the few trans girls that play with other girls, our cisgender girls will be okay. So what I wanted to shift away from those conversations because they are not rooted in reality. Does that keep going? No, that was it's oh. fifty seconds long. Uh, Kaoli, you got to learn how to speak. Uh, Get out of my head more slowly. It's just ridiculous. Why was she so pressured? I she had know. time, but the fact that the girls aren't going to go on to be Olympians or world champions or professional athletes or whatever the hell she was trying to say doesn't matter. No, they were. You're talking about a girl that had a chance to be the best in her school her in the state in the division whatever in, in the country and you're taking that away from them which is why i'm puzzled by why someone like that can win a vote so overwhelmingly right now when i say she represents the heart of saint paul both she and dave pinto represent the heart of saint paul when you combine those districts and by the way there's just too many districts and we have too many legislators. I believe it's the fourth largest legislature in the country, which is ridiculous to us. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> so you mentioned her her speaking tone, right? Get out of my head, because you. I thought you were going where I was going to go. I don't know where you were going. So just picture in your, because I've been attending Garage Logic, the University of Garage Logic, for some time now, mm -hmm. and I've developed the the Joe Souchere ear. All right. Separated at birth. Ready? Yeah. yeah. So here's what's her name again. Kaoli Her. I am so sorry, but our just cisgender girls are going to be just fine. You know what? And that sounds like... Um, as the official sponsor or the official vehicle of Major League Baseball, <laughs> Chevrolet is proud to participate in this uh, prestigious award. He was a little um, bit slower, though. Along with our dealer. But he, it's he that put, sir, same yeah. nervous... Yeah. Uh, I got to get uh, this out. Uh, uh, Bud's looking at me. The fact that she just writes off cisgender girls 100%. as being completely insignificant. What does cisgender mean? And their hopes and dreams just don't matter in the long Straight. run. Straight. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, get, get back to Normal. this. Get back to her girl, area, girl. 63B, Heart of St. Paul. Yes, Let's call it the northern half of the Heart of St. Paul, and Pinto would have the southern half of the Heart of St. Paul. If, if you voted for her... That, that's her name, her. You, it stands to reason that you are very keen on feminism. It, it, it stands to reason that you are very concerned about females getting a fair shake. And, okay. and then you vote for this person who just got done telling you right there that she doesn't give a bleep about your daughter. Your daughter's going to, because I'm so advanced. How advanced? And I'm you? such a regressive yeah. that I want boys who pretend to be girls to compete against your daughter, and I don't care what you think. Don't worry about it. Such a small percentage of them advance anyway. What's the problem? Right. Well, yeah. she's, she's diminishing way. your kid. Yep. Whether Doesn't you're matter. black or white or Hmong or Hispanic, whatever, <laughs> she has no care whatsoever for your kid. None. Um, just so we know, according to the LBGT 
LGBTQIA Resource Center, mm-hmm. cisgender refers to a gender identity that a person or society deems to match the sex that a doctor assigned them at birth. You don't get assigned <laughs> anything. At birth. Which one are you checking here, Doc? You don't get assigned <laughs> I anything. I think it's obvious. You either are or you aren't. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I. But they're creating new types of. Um, hogwash. I just think that's fascinating because I I don't think she's unusual. I I think all regressives, this corrupted ideologically, I think all of them would sacrifice means about any topic if it justifies their ends. So you're not getting anything sturdy from them. You're not getting anything formed in bedrock. You're not getting anything that has a ground floor. You're getting whims. You're getting whimsy. You're getting whatever they wish to float at the moment. And apparently, all of you people in St. Paul find disagreeable, which I, I, it's, it's, it's fun to try to figure out who people are. Who are the more than 3,000 people that voted for her just, just six months ago, five months ago, or whatever, over a guy named Dan Walsh, and he didn't do a very good job of making himself known because I I can't place him. No, I, I don't. Ring a bell. I don't. I, he got three thousand one hundred and twenty-eight votes. She got eighteen thousand eighty votes, and she's up to nothing but destruction. She's up to the destruction of convention, tradition, the America as we know it. A true Mysterian. A true Mysterian. I'm sorry. Huh? Nothing. A true regressive. A regressive. A turd. A true regressive. In a world of bad ones. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Same with uh, Dave Pinto about, I don't know, but he just overwhelmingly wins. And he, uh, he he has checked every box uh, for his progressive identity. He's a member of AFSCME Council 5. That's the public union. Public union shouldn't even exist, but that horse left the barn 50 years ago. (coughs) So uh, it's very interesting. Uh, And then uh, just as an aside, to help answer the question of just who are these people voting for them, Mm You'll recall uh, during the story yesterday we discussed, which was the front page story in the Sunday Pioneer Press about we better brace for uh, different kinds of winters as opposed to old-fashioned winters, there there being no such thing as an old-fashioned winter. And the uh, reporter managed to find a few people out shoveling their sidewalk or whatever and got a quote from them and and uh, I'm paraphrasing, but suggested to them that the mayor wants to raise the uh, sales tax to generate funding for the streets and plows. And, and the answers of the people were, well, I guess that's okay if we get more trucks and things of that nature. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even realize what's happening to them. Right. They have no idea what's happening to them. Are they just going to wake up one day and it's over? Yeah, and then are they going to wonder what happened? Then she's too late, bro. Uh, it's it's truly incredible to wonder why you're voting for regressives. They're taking you backwards. They offer nothing innovative, entrepreneurial, competitive. 
They offer nothing to advance the well-being of people. They, they, their only contentment is in advancing the well-being of, of, of some sort of weird collective they envision. And that's why, to Kaoli Her, it's perfectly natural that she sees gir- uh, uh, boys pretending to be girls competing with, with girls because they're all one now. They're all the same. No, they're not the same. They're physiologically incredibly different. Well, they, they reject that. Uh, on, on that's no. yeah, they would reject what I just said. Yeah, yeah. no, they don't believe that. Yeah, even though it, it's even though they're the same people that say we believe in science, follow the science. I've often seen these signs in St. Paul, which is another example of, of coming to an understanding of who's voting the way they do. The signs uh, in yards that say. We believe in science and, and yep. a bunch of other animals. We believe in the science that agrees with us. And I've I've, I've right. never once seen a person outside belonging to that house with that sign. So you could ask them? Because so, I always want to ask them, well, you say in your sign here you believe in science. What about gender? And see what they'd say. I, many of them would have no answer. They just put the sign up. But they have no clue as to what it really means. Because you can get them a sign. I can get you signed by 3 o'clock. <laughs> the question is, whose science do you believe in? Which version? The woke version or the did, tried and true did you and guys, tested and proved science? Kenny, did you see the science guy, Fauci, going door to door yesterday? Did, none of you guys saw this? No. Fauci's going door to door. Hey, get your booster. What, what door? I mean, people's in neighborhood? Yeah, neighborhood. And this guy unloaded on him. Hmm. It was, and he was basically talking about the science. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Speaking of science, remember the most powerful governments on Earth can't solve homelessness, but they say they can change the Earth's temperature if you pay more taxes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, L.A. now is suffering a, a, a transit crisis because no one will ride public transit because of the extraordinary catastrophe of drug use on the public mm. transit. Boy, that sounds familiar. Why have we, yeah, which no is the kidding. same here. Why have mm-hmm. we let that go? Why Why is that? Because the people who run the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings are not competent people. They are Kaholi hers. But when it becomes a problem where you've got druggies <laughs> like and thieves and murderers <laughs> on these trains... Why can't they have a police presence to say we're done? Well, this most of the, they well, don't have they, enough cops to. Per- they, yeah, they do, but they don't have. Plus, enough. they don't like cops. What was that? I, I want to write that down, Joe. Oh, what was that? That story? was a great line. What? They're Kaholi hers. Kaholi hers. Well, they're they're regressives who can't link. Well, look at San Francisco. The gal calling for defunding the police is now begging for more cops. But what, what, is this a safe statement? Tell me if this is a true statement. Uh, and many, many regressives would tell me it's no longer a true statement. Look at the way the Star Tribune intimated in its editorial about Bud Grant that his kind is done. You know, the crew-cutted, blue-eyed white guy who goes out and shoots ducks. That guy's gone. Isn't it a fundamental bedrock of American society to compete? You would think, yeah. We would think. 
It you I, I, no, it used to be. And and when you Kaholi her it, you that's gone. It's gone. Your little girl who's been getting up at six in the morning since the age of six to become an AAU swimmer and then swim for her high school right. and then hopefully get a college spot on a swim team. She really loves swimming. She's been deprived of a fundamental bedrock American principle that I am competing in a correct environment of my competition. It's extended into schools. We don't want a GPA. We don't want a salutatorian. We don't want a valedictorian. Everyone should be equal upon graduation. Excuse me. Your mic's salutatorian. You're to buy everybody lunch. No, I'm staying away from the idea. I'm staying say? away from the idea that Kaholi Her is uh, was born in Laos. That I'm glad she's made a life for herself, and she got to this country, which presumably is a better situation for she and her family. But can I really expect her to embrace and love fundamental American bedrock? What would she know about it? Yeah, they came to this country. Why? For a better life, and you got it. So why are you screwing up what's working? I do like her name as a kind of like a golly gee whiz. You just said, Kaholi Hurrit. Mm-hmm. We're just going to Kaholi Hurrit here, okay? Mm-hmm. Kaholi Hurrit. Well, yeah. Bud Grant was a toxic male, and the toxic males are dying off and turning into trans women. Well, and that's what's happening. You know, Bud could have... Could have made a lot of friends if he had a man bun. <laughs> I'd love to see. He could have been a friend of the editorial department if he only had a man you bun. You don't think Bud Grant's the type of guy that would have spent 16 bucks on avocado toast? No. I heard a funny story. I heard a funny story. I told you about the letter. Well, I, I saved it for Monday Night Sports Talk. So maybe GLers didn't hear it, but I bet they did. Uh, I know of a fellow who recruited Bud to speak at a men's smoker. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Bud said, well, if you want me, there's no smoking. And so they got him, but there was no smoking. And this uh, is a place where every year, no matter who it was, it was you'd open a door and it was just a plume right, of smoke. Right, but they, they're, they're, in a way, they're thankful for that turnaround because now there's no more smoke correct. in there. That is correct. So, so uh, Bud also told whoever was recruiting uh, I like to be paid in 20s. So he, he likes $20. He likes the $20 bills. Who doesn't? You yeah, know, yeah. you know. a lot of times the guys that are doing that will kind of go, hey, here, right. take, here's for no, the kids. Take no. her back no, here. If there was one turkey leg left and you're on the island. Bud's getting it. In what? fact, if Jesse Ventura wow, and Bud Grant to play it out for me were here. on an island <laughs> yep. and there was one turkey leg, one of them's dying. I don't know which one. Would they arm wrestle but over one it? of them's dying. <laughs> you know what? The gov would give it to Bud. I'm afraid so. I, I, I just out of respect and being a lifelong. Oh, no, like, no. I thought you meant give it to him in terms of beating him up. No, no. I mean, he'd give him the trick. The hell like, he would. He would. No, not if he was hungry. <laughs> not if he'd, he was hungry. How about give, if we share? He'd give you Bud take a the, nibble, then I'll yeah. take one. <laughs> he'll give him the turkey neck is what he'll give him. I don't know. <laughs> what I, year was that that Bud spoke? Was that a long oh, time back ago? In 20, 2006? Oh, so it was... You know, it's kind of funny. I did that same gig once. I didn't get paid. Yeah, I think didn't I... Didn't we do it as a group? I think I kind of intercepted that and said, you know what, I'll take his check and make sure he gets it. Yeah. He's not going to take it I anyway. I think that's what you did. He's not yeah. going to take it anyway. 
my jeweler is R.F. Moeller. It's the only one. Now, people are not going to believe you, but it's the truth. You know the mayor. Why would I even go to a jewelry store? Well, when I do, it's Moeller. And that's the one I've been going to for many, many years. I know the Molers. They're friends of mine. They've been owning and operating this family-owned jewelry enterprise since 1951. They're on the same corner in St. Paul, Ford Parkway in Cleveland, but in a brand-new renovated showroom. It's absolutely gorgeous. They've been there for more than 70 years. Yeah, go by today. More than 70 Beautiful years. Store. They're also at 50th in France in Edina. And they've got you covered. Jewelry to celebrate every milestone. Birthdays, anniversaries, engagement rings, wedding rings, graduations. Everything from sterling silver to fine jewelry with diamonds, sapphires, rubies, and other gemstones. And they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. The great watches. Not many people even wear a watch anymore, but if you're going to, why not wear a watch? It makes sense. Right. Beautifully. You leave it behind in your estate plan. You mm. leave it to some kids. Uh, go to rfmolder.com, a wonderful website, wonderful people. I've known them for edge. You could even design your own ring. They have a program for that. They have artisans on staff. I think my son, I think Matthew did. Matthew and Haley did. And everything stays in-house. Repair, everything stays in-house. They're a one-stop shopping for the finest jewelry in Minnesota. rfmolder.com. Hey, have you made your appointment yet? Well, I got news for you. You're running out of time. So do it now. Keller Tax Service. She's a GLer, and she's here to help. She's been at it over 20 years. She moved to Minnesota back in 2016 from Orange County, California, and she prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. And if you're interested, she's also perfected the virtual tax appointment. It's either via video or over the phone. She has safe document exchange options, both encrypted and secure. It's the confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying at home. She has competitive pricing to do-it-yourself software and find out for yourself. Book that appointment today, 320-352-0013. That's 320-352-0013 or visit her website, kellertaxservice.com. She's the best. She's also a GLer. She has Saturday appointments available and also evening appointments available. So please book your appointment and let Linda know that you heard about her here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Justice and the Souchere. That beautiful lawn, it's just a click away, professionalturf.com. Won't be long, that snow on your lawn will be gone. And if you want the best lawn on the block, go with the pros at Professional Turf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 82. Schedule yourself a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now, professionalturf.com. And a ProTurf Pro will, will uh, come out, walk your grass, assess the situation, customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. A beautiful, healthy lawn. We're talking no crabgrass, no dandelions, no broadleaf weeds. It's just a click away, professionalturf.com. Here is Mr. John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news is brought to you by the fine folks at ProfessionalTurf.com. The Tri-Council of Iowa UE Local 49, Teamsters Local 120, and Labor's Local 363, representing St. Paul City employees, 
did reach a tentative agreement last night that'll prevent a strike, according to a union representative. Union members will vote on whether or not to finalize the agreement on Thursday. It would impact more than 100 unionized St. Paul city workers. The unions represent city employees responsible for plowing snow, filling potholes, and a lot of other duties around the city. Negotiations have continued between the city and the workers' three unions since their contract expired back at the end of 2022. The workers represented by the Tri-Council approved the strike authorization by unanimous vote on March 8th. Employees are asking for more competitive wages to attract more staff. Sentencing, this is a follow-up, uh, awful story that we uh, we had when it first happened. Two people who have been convicted of charges stemming from the murder of a Minneapolis woman who was seven months pregnant have now learned their future. A judge sentenced a woman and a man in that case, uh, Julia Russell, that will serve over 16 years in the Shakopee prison. In addition, she'll receive 492 days of credit for time previously served. Russell had taken a deal earlier this month after pleading guilty to one count of second degree murder, uh, unintentional murder, that is, and one count of second degree murder of an unborn child. Uh, meanwhile, the man in that case uh, will serve nearly 29 years in prison, a concurrent sentence for both murders. Uh, Benson and Russell were also ordered to pay a restitution of around $6,000. Uh, this all happened after the body of 28-year-old Anissa Zierhut was found in a burned RV in Minneapolis in November 2021. Criminal complaint says a fire inspector found signs of combustion gas on a mattress and the victim's body. Uh, a witness told police a woman was seen driving a black Tahoe with the RV attached. The woman had asked the witness for a cigarette, and a short time later, the RV was on fire. <sighs> Seven people injured after a car and two light rail trains collided in downtown Minneapolis oh, last nice night. Video. Did you, you get hit by a light rail no, train? No, you're wrong. It's your fault. No, you're wrong. I am? Yes. Go ahead, John. I'll do the story. Excuse me. I, I know what you're, I know what you're going to say, Chris, yep. but I'll let me read the rest of the I would normally story. agree with you, but you're wrong in this case. <clears throat> two people in the car were extracted from the vehicle, which became wedged between a northbound and a southbound train after being hit at the intersection of 5th Street and Portland Avenue South. According to Metro Transit spokesperson Drew Keir, one of the victims in the car was taken to the hospital in critical condition. The others suffered minor injuries. Five people on the train suffered non-critical injuries. Both Green and Blue Line trains were back in service as of this morning as authorities investigate how the crash happened. Preliminary investigation indicated a westbound car in Portland entered the intersection about two blocks from U.S. Bank Stadium at about 9 p.m. and was hit by a southbound train. The collision pushed the car into a northbound train that was also at the intersection, Mr. Reavers. The, uh, the train ran a red light. Mm -hmm. The car was going through the intersection as it was turning yellow. The train never stopped. And how do you how do you know this? There's dash cam video oh. from yeah. was, I would assume it's a squad car that was well, behind this guy. What I saw in the video how is can a train run a yellow light. The train's too long by the time it's well, the, no, the, no, 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 the no, train no. stop. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Trains are going east right. and west. You got a green and a blue. The car is going southbound. Okay, no, so it's, it said westbound. Well, whatever. It's 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 Forget intersecting details. where the the trains are running. Right. So it it was going into the intersection. The train ran through the red light and hit the car. Okay, that's what happened. I was confused because when I watched the video on the news, it looked like the light was yellow, and I don't know if that was just the 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 traffic light was yellow for the car to go through. 
It had turned yellow when the car went through it, yes. But the train still was supposed to stop completely. Right, because they have either this or they have the stop sign. And the problem is that they're this this happened just over here a couple of years ago where that kid where that kid was killed and the train ran through the red light and nothing came of it because they can't be They're protected. They're protected. They can't be um, prosecuted. Yeah. You know what I would do? Uh, there's no hurry for these trains. They're useless. There's nobody on them there's except nobody drug on users. Them except drug users and other malcontents. Why don't you just make those things go about five miles an hour? Just don't let them bother How about you. Use less. How about use less? Yeah. But that would take all the fun out of racing the train down University. That's Avenue. true. That's a that good point. True. Yeah, that's true. Although you got to avoid all the potholes, Kenny. Now, or when it goes by you and you're at a stoplight. You're looking at the bolts on the rails to see if they move, if they really move, or if it's an optical illusion. What? <laughs> try that okay. next time. See if the, the rail moves <laughs> yeah, up I'm and gonna, down. I'm going to try that. Or is it an optical illusion? All My right. wife and I differ on this. Yeah. I think they're moving. Is this big subject, big talker Hell in yeah. your house? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Around 2,000 people arrested last week in a sex trafficking operation in Hennepin County, according to local law enforcement. Monday afternoon, Bloomington Police Chief Booker Hodges says a total of 23 men were arrested on March 15th and 16th, and a 24th man is under investigation. According to Hodges, the men all responded to an advertisement that showed pictures of an undercover officer seeking prostitution services from a sex worker. All the men arrested were booked at the Bloomington Police Department and were released pending charges. Hodges was joined by members of the Eden Prairie, Maple Grove, and Richfield Police Departments, along with the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office at the press conference, said all those departments frequently work together in similar operations along the 494 corridor. The chief noted the highways and number of hotels in that area make it a potential hotspot for human trafficking, and the agencies will continue working together to stop trafficking and hold anyone who engages in the act responsible. A shortage of corrections so they officers. answered an ad in the back of City Pages magazine or something like that. Correct. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The oldest trick in the book, huh? Yep. That's where I usually go. <laughs> I couldn't believe my luck. Yeah. A shortage of corrections officers in state prisons continues to be a challenge for the Department of Corrections. Commissioner Paul Chanel telling our friends at 5 Eyewitness News his agency is doing all it can to close that employment gap. Chanel said the DOC is authorized to have 2,100 officers in its correctional facilities across the state, but the agency can be short anywhere between 200 and 300 officers on any given day due to the shortage. That includes illnesses, vacations, and extended leave. The DOC has tried to increase pay to entice more hires, but it hasn't planned out as they, it hasn't worked out as they planned. Chanel said they could get bonuses as high as $10,000 to come and work here. You got half of that in one year and the second half at the end of year two, but we found half those people leave before they collect that first payment. According to the DOC, there have been eight assaults on prison guards since May 1st, and the majority of them were at high-level facilities in Oak Park Heights and Stillwater. In fiscal year 2020, which was part of the pandemic years, there were 19 assaults in the entire year against correctional officers statewide. Schnell said the staffing shortage means there is less opportunity for inmates to get the type of programs that they need to help keep them in prison and keep prison staff safe. Schnell said nothing happens in a prison without having a security staff. We know that not having people involved and not being active, idle makes things worse, makes the facilities less safe. 
Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty says charges have been brought against six people ranging from illegal gun possession, intent to sell cocaine, meth, and 34 pounds of fentanyl. The arrests follow an investigation by several agencies in and around the Twin Cities. Moriarty says her office is now working with the U.S. attorney to decide the best jurisdiction to prosecute the cases either at the state or federal level. The suspects are from the Twin Cities area. One's from Moline, Illinois. Arrested, 28-year-old Matthew Rewald of Minneapolis, 35-year-old Pierre Flowers of Eden Prairie, 27-year-old Dewan White of Minneapolis, 44-year-old Greg Collins of Minneapolis, 43-year-old Courtney Rowe of Moline, Illinois, and 22-year-old Kevin Fenner from St. Paul. Well, 20, the 22-year-old Mary Morality has to let go because his brain is not fully formed. <laughs> right. Sure. Got to be 25. Hey, do we have to give her credit here, though? Why? With the no, f- she'll do whatever it takes to get these people back on the street. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, she gets no credit for anything ever. Okay. She's lost the benefit of the doubt. Mary Morality. Mary Morality. Because you can't Start- say Moriarty. Yeah. The Star Tribune reporting St. Paul Public Schools wants to hire more than 200 teachers and teachers' aides ahead of the next academic year. <laughs> the state's second largest school district is setting aside a total of $1.3 million in hiring and retention bonuses to get there. District leaders are specifically hoping to fill 70 special education positions come this fall. The spots come with a $10,000 bonus paid out over three years. Executive Chief of Human Resources Patricia Pratt-Cook said... About 17% of the district students qualify for special ed services and call the bonuses a proactive step to ensure our students have the best educators in the state. Scott Cronquist, executive director of the Association of Metropolitan School Districts, said districts across the state have been looking for ways to ensure that they're fully staffed. Several, like St. Paul, have turned to hiring and retention bonuses as a way to convince teachers on the brink of retirement to stay or to quickly hire for those same positions. John, I have an email pertaining to that from Roger, a GL lawyer. Mm-hmm. I call your attention to the two, three page one stories in the Pioneer Press today. First, there is a push to spend $1 million on signing bonuses for new teachers. Second, there is an article proposing spending $10 million on new math curriculum to raise the miserable math scores in Minnesota schools. And finally, there is a story that is predicting the end of the planet in the 2030s. Why spend all this money on schools if there will be no planet to live on in 10 years? Boom, boom, boom. Ah, Thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A Twin Cities man described by prosecutors as an anti-government malicious sympathizer with a desire to kill black activists and liberals has admitted to possessing a machine gun, a grenade launcher, and illicit drugs in his home. 50-year-old Darian Huen of Anoka pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court in Minneapolis to possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine and illegal possession of the machine gun. Huen, who remains held in federal custody without bail in Sherburne County Jail, now faces at least five years in prison and up to 11 and a quarter years, according to a plea agreement. The plea deal signed by Wen includes him admitting that he discussed an interest in a revolution or coup d'etat. Prosecutors said in their criminal complaint that a paid confidential source described him as harboring anti-government three-percenter ideology and desiring to be part of that militia group. The source added that Wen had a three-percenter's flag in his garage and discussed a desire to kill liberals by blowing them up or doing the same to members of the Black Lives Matter movement there's a club called coup d'etat over in uh, uptown they have killer killer croissants rookie and i had a really date like there wasn't that coup d'etat yes it was uh, yeah hmm. we had that uh, cider we have, uh, oh, it was really good. cider that was really good 
we'll have more news right after this. Thanks, Johnny Cake. Uh, I'm going to warm you up here, baby, because your place, if you need a furnace, maybe a tune-up, maybe a replacement, whatever the case may be, welterheating.com. Welterheating.com is four generations and over 100 years of experience. So why are you going to trust something as important in your home, your furnace, whatever the case may be, your air conditioning unit? Don't trust it to fly-by-nighters that have a cute jingle and say, hey, we're here, we're here. Welter has been here for over 100 years, and they'll continue to be here right here in Minneapolis. And if you want to request a quote online, maybe you have some questions about something's making noise and you're not real sure, they will come out. If it's an emergency, they've got 24-7 emergency service during the winter hours. And you know what? You can call them. They'll come out right away. They are busy, but they understand if you're a garage logician, you want help right away. If you want to go old school, call 612 625-6867, 612-825-6867, but just remember, welterheating.com. Ray and Welter Heating, the whole family's in this business, and they're doing a great job, and we'll do you right. Tell them you're a GLer. For heating and air conditioning services, only trust Ray and Welter to heat your shelter at welterheating.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Oh, this is very pleasant. Very pleasant. Soothing. Uh, in other news, no. Russian... Kenny no? Olsen is oh, here. Oh, Kenny has to... I see, now I screwed it up. You know, nobody can get this right. Should I just Joe. make a chart for you guys and just... Yeah. Joe, you better never let me pick on you again for that kind of stuff. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Try saying Bobcat uh, can help. Dylan Just shut again. the hell up. Yeah. Just shut up, <laughs> morons. Hey, everybody. Trying to talk to the GLers, the faithful listeners, uh, and Tri-State Bobcat can help us all with our uh, space management game. We're going to get more snow, face it. It's only what? We're only in the second false spring right now. Uh, so we have to be ready. Get into Tri-State Bobcat today. Get yourself a Toro snowblower. It's the big spring sale. We're uh, selling two of them on sale. The to- Toro Power Clear, that's a single stage, and the Power Max two-stage snowblower also on sale. Little Canada, Hudson, Burnsville. Best deals of the year, and whichever one you opt for, you're going to be praying for snow. It really makes snowfall fun. And that's the same thing with Toro and their zero-turn lineup of mowers. Not only do they cut the mowing time, they make it a blast. Just throw those levers forward and hold on for dear life. Uh, We're selling the Time Cutter and the Titan Zero Turn mowers, 42 to 60 inches. Discounts anywhere from 10 to 20%. And if you're anywhere near O-Town, Mankey's Outdoor Power Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the Tri-State family. So all the pricing and promos is the same down in Owatonna. Make sure you tell them you're a GL or when you stroll in, Tri-State Bobcat in Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And on the web, tristatebobcat.com. Hey, I figured out what an old-fashioned winter is. What is it? It's any winter prior to this BS of, of, of alarm. Oh. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um, Megabus, to, you can't go directly to Chicago. You can go to Milwaukee. $46. Okay. And then there's a click, you can click on a thing that yeah. says special and, needs. And the reason Rookie's reading that is we discussed that during the break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did we? Was just, that? He's just, confused just so about you know. which show oh, we're doing yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back to John. Oh, right I don't even now. listen to the shows. I really not. care about the bus. Now, now, now Joe doesn't season. ride the bus. Yeah, but if I but did, if he did, Hong Kong. Hold on. 
There we go. Forgot the horn. In uh, in other news, <laughs> Russian cruise missiles intended for use by Moscow's Black Sea Fleet have been destroyed by an explosion in the city of Zankoy in the north of the Crimean Peninsula, according to Ukraine's defense ministry. Ihor Ivan, the Russian-installed head of the Zankoy, Koi administration was quoted as saying the city had come under attack from the drones and that a 33-year-old man had suffered a shrapnel injury from a downed drone. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping are holding a second set of talks today. The Chinese president's trip to Moscow has been viewed as a major boost for his strategic partner, Putin. The Chinese leader is expected to continue to position himself as a potential peacemaker in the Ukraine war during his two-day visit to Russia, his first state visit since the invasion. Uh, Speaking of Russia, a Russian fighter jet intercepted a pair of U.S. nuclear bombers as Putin ordered his own planes into the sky. Footage taken from the Su-35 shows it flying beside one of two massive B-52s, while Russian Tu-95 Bear nuclear bombers were seen taking off in a show of force. The encounter between the U.S. and Russian planes was the first between the sides since that drone clash they had last week. Before the B-52s were intercepted by Putin's planes, photo shows them being escorted by Polish F-16 jets over the Baltic Sea. In the latest incident, Russia's defense ministry said its radar detected two targets which were identified as U.S. Air Force B-52H bombers. Ministry said a SU fighter jet took to the air to order uh, to prevent a border violation. Uh, the uh, U.S. said no violation of the state border of the Russian Federation happened and uh, would never have happened anyway. That Virginia teacher who was shot and wounded by her six-year-old student says it has changed her life. So she has vivid memories and nightmares about that day. First grade teacher Abby Zwerner talked with NBC's Savannah Guthrie on Monday, said it changed me, it changed my life. She said she's still in shock and can't make any sense of it. Said, I'm not sure when the shock will ever go away because of just how surreal it was and the vivid memories I have of that day. Speaking publicly for the first time, Zwerner said in a portion of the interview that she's had a challenging recovery, including four surgeries, as some days when she can't get up out of bed, while others she's able to go about her day and make her appointments. Zwerner was hospitalized for nearly two weeks after being shot in the chest and left hand as she taught her class at Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia. The shooting rattled the shipbuilding community and sent shockwaves around the country with a lot of people wondering how a child so young could get access to a gun and shoot his teacher. I can help her. Uh, the shock won't go away. You'll just learn to live with it. Yep. That's how it works. What did we ever do with those parents? That made that firearm accessible, or is that still up in the air? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think okay. we ever okay. uh, have addressed that yet, have we? A Fox News producer yesterday filing a pair of lawsuits alleging the network's lawyers coerced her into providing misleading testimony in Dominion Voting Systems' $1.6 billion defamation case against the company. The lawsuits filed by Abby Grossberg, who worked as a senior booking producer for Maria Bartiromo and most recently head of booking for Tucker Carlson, accused Fox's legal team of having engaged in wrongful conduct as it prepared her for a pretrial deposition in the election technology company's case. The lawsuits from Grossberg, who has since been placed on administrative leave, were filed in Delaware Superior Court and U.S. District Court for Southern District of New York. 
This just in, it's breaking news from Stacy, the GL geologist, a large one in the middle of the country, 6.5 earthquake in the Hindu Kush region of Afghanistan. She is unclear as to the uh, damages. It's just breaking, but that's a big one. 6.5 in Afghanistan. Wowzers. Hopefully not, uh, not a lot of destruction and death, we hope. Former President Trump's effort to keep key evidence out of his civil rape trial next month rejected yesterday by a federal judge. Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan ruled that key witnesses will be allowed to testify about remarks Trump made about women in 2005. Those are the ones, of course, that were caught on tape. A trial in the case filed by E. Jean Carroll is scheduled to start April 25th. Carroll and Trump both expected to testify. Carroll said in a 2019 memoir that she was raped by Trump in the mid-1990s in a dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman, an upscale Manhattan department store. Trump has repeatedly insisted he never met Carol at the store and didn't know who she was. Kaplan had previously ruled that taped remarks Trump made in an Access Hollywood tape could be used in the defamation case Carol brought against him before she filed a rape claim against him in November. From the Oops Department... Two thick wooden beams inside a Massachusetts museum were pierced over the weekend by a musket ball fired from an antique weapon. What? Huh? Yeah, members of the 6th Middlesex County Regiment were practicing Sunday at Westford Museum for an upcoming Patriots Day reenactment. When one of their loaded muskets went off, firing a projectile (laughs) through a six-inch beam and a ceiling joist. Did the roof come down? No, 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 but luckily nobody was upstairs. There were several people inside the museum when the shot was fired. Leslie Howard was president. Gary the musket. (laughs) Leslie Howard is president of the museum. He said they were in the back of the museum. I was in the corner helping a visitor with a museum shop purchase, and the musket went off and it went through the beam. Luckily, officials say nobody was upstairs when the round pierced the floor. Westford police were called about the incident, and the musket was confiscated from the reenactment group. Westford Police Department Captain Jim Pelliquin said any time a firearm is involved, no matter what it is, whether it has a live round or a cartridge, it can be very dangerous. He added, I hope they do continue to do the reenacting because I think I enjoy seeing the reactants which is a weird quote. I think I enjoy it. I think he also said, I think it can be fun for children to see and really bring history alive. I just hope it doesn't bring it too alive. John, thank you. Oh, wait a second. Is that a a revolutionary war reenactment group? Yes, that's correct. Patriots Day reenactment. So I'm assuming it's revolutionary war. I'm reading a book right now called Confederates in the uh, Attic. And the, the the book starts out where the author is visiting with a lot of these reenactors from the south, southern United States, you know, that reenact sure. Civil War yeah. battles. Sure. And they're really, really hardcore. And most of them wish that they could use live rounds. That's taking it's, a little too far. It's a real interesting read, let me tell you. Do you <laughs> want an authentic show, there's, Joe, or not? There's yeah. things going <laughs> on see, out there that Yeah, but just... the reenactors take it too far, though. You know, uh, yeah. yes, how did you arrive here today? I took my minivan. What is minivan? What? How do we arrive? Steamboat or via horse? Uh, how did we? John, like, thank you. Hey, each Frank. One, uh, yeah, my each one certainly, certainly welcome, Joe. Each one At of the reactors. At least if you got hit by a musket ball, you could find it. Right. You know, be it right would just there. kind of just, boom. But you know, pluck it out of there. You know. Yes, we have some. Uh, do you have any? Um, 
Neosporin I could put? What is this Neosporin you speak of with your your cut here? Let us go to the Why barber. are you doing puke and snot? Yeah, what, what is this? I'm just seeing Fort Snelling. Whenever I go there, that's how they, yeah. you know. Why don't we take a time out? You're off to the jail with your ball and chain. What do you think about the state of water in the state of Minnesota, sir? Yes, what, what is water? We have good water. Well, no, we have some of the worst water in the state of Minnesota, which oh. is why. You what? purify it. You need Hofferman water. Oh, I see. They do. Seriously, Minnesota what has. What is this Hofferman water? Is well, this Minnesota Falls? They're an independent water treatment dealer, sir, because Minnesota does. It's on record. We have some of the hardest water in the entire country right here in the state of Minnesota. So now's the time for you to make the switch and contact Hofferman Water today. 952 894 4040. It's springtime, and it's also their busiest time of the year. So get on the schedule now, HoffermanWater.com. They offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems, which are the absolute best, and also iron, rust, and odor filtration systems and brand-new drinking water systems. It's going to vastly improve the quality of the water inside of your home. 952-894-4040, or just visit HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly served the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them that you heard about them here from Puke and Snot on the Garage Logic yes, Podcast. Of course. <laughs> Our Here's Americans. a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Yeah. Flash dance. We thought that was Eddie Van Halen for a second. Oh, well, on okay. Keyboard. You can see that. Uh, Right now is an excellent time to book your spring and summer projects with Aim High Construction. The owner, Chris Miller, not only a long-time GLer, he's also a veteran. And, boy, him and his crews, they just do a dandy job on all things related to to, uh, construction. And that's both residential and commercial, indoor, outdoor. Uh, A lot of you might remember I used them when we were getting our house ready for sale in South Minneapolis. Boy, they really forced the equity up. We got a good price because of Chris and his crew, and they did it all for us. Uh, Both a kitchen, some concrete work, a new deck, uh, an AC unit, and they they do it everything. Roofing, siding, interiors, bathrooms, basements, flooring, garages, shops, whatever you need. They do amazing work. They are the best. Get in touch with uh, Chris, Aim High Construction, MN.com, and do it right away. They've got a full schedule. They're very busy. They always like putting GLers first, so get on the horn. Uh, when, and remember, when you go with Aim High, you are going with the very best. Get in touch with Chris, Aim High Construction, MN.com. Last week, we met through the reporting of a guy named Dave Horick for the Star Tribune, a woman named... Taisha Green. She was the head of the Department of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging in yes. Minneapolis. An absolutely meaningless job title that cannot be measured for anything. It had nothing to do with reality except uh, Ms. Green met reality when it was discovered that she apparently was uh, not prepared to fund a black expo at the Minneapolis Convention Center. She promised that various uh, uh, ph- philanthropic organizations were going to come forward, and it turns out they, ne- they, were, they were never even asked for contributions. Right. And, and then she resigned, and we now learn today, uh, Oric is following up on this, that she's written a memo 
to her superiors claiming that she's had to work in a in an environment a toxic environment of anti-black racism meaning she was treated poorly by other black people so this is just i don't want to even want to go into That's it double because secret racism well there's a couple of things to, to note one is this is what happens when you appoint people to meaningless jobs they they get very upset if their meaninglessness is taken from them right. and so she lashes out and said well this isn't fair i was working in a toxic work environment uh so all you people get what you deserve they're eating their own aren't they yep i mean that's what it boils yep. down to she was given this job she apparently had this job in vermont and and uh she came here to accept this non-factor of a job and now she's she screwed up this Black Expo deal, and uh, and she's fighting back. She's not going to settle for the fact that she apparently or allegedly screwed it up. She's going to counter with, uh, "I'm vict, I'm a victim." It's not. It's, it's so typical of what's happening. The closer you get to the country's tallest building, it's not worth going into. Five hundred thousand. Dollars mm -hmm. out of the taxpayers' pockets for her little con job. That's right. And taxpayers continue to vote in Minneapolis the way they do in St. Paul. These people continue to get elected. But it's just fun that she's accusing black people of racism against black people. Right. Probably because everyone that she's involved with happens to be a black American, and uh, she has to lash out against somebody because she can't accept, apparently, she can't accept any responsibility for her incompetence. So Robin Wansley, Latricia Vita, Jeremiah Ellison, Jamal Osman, Andrea Jenkins, they all hate black people. That's right. That's okay. It. All right. Just like Kanye said about George Bush. George Bush doesn't like black people. Yeah. With Mike Myers going, what? I got a note from Fred from Indiana, a working stiff. Okay. And he writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Here is an attempt to link the government to more college students enjoying spring break. While reading about spring break shenanigans that goes on at this time of year, it occurred to me that I will be paying for the privileged young souls to escape the long winter and enjoy the ritual of what has become spring break vacation. Here's the math. Young person gets 10 grand of our money if the student loan bailout occurs. Young person spends four to five years in college. While in college, each year the student enjoys spring break at one of Florida's fine beaches. Cost of such fun is approximately two grand each year. 30, 350 airfare, 450 bucks for six nights hotel or shared, 150 bucks a day in spending for food, souvenirs, cover charges, beer, whatever. That math adds up to roughly two grand for spring break, a conservative number. I worked full-time while going to college, did not go on spring break vacations, and saved myself roughly 10 grand by not spending money on spring break vacations. After I graduated, my loans were small enough to pay off in three years. Here's the link. The government will guarantee that you, a student, has the right to enjoy a spring break vacation paid for by the rest of us working stiffs. Once that is in norm, more students will feel they can afford spring break vacations. More money spent, 
good for the economy, and that's why the government will find a way to do this. So students, don't hold back. Go have fun. It will be paid for you after you graduate and have a loan. It is a, a wow. fine mess that Biden has opened up with absolutely no constitutional authority to do that whatsoever. And I hope it gets to the Supreme Court as sooner than better. It will. It will. And this should be struck down. Why should Fred in Indiana pay for some of these idiots to go to Fort Lauderdale? Right. They don't have to. They, they should not be made. He to saved do that. 10 grand by not going on spring well, break. Let's just There's hope. your 10 grand, you Boom. loan defaulters. Let's just hope that it's just like every other campaign promise the left made, you know, like Social Security tax. Yeah. That it's just not going right. to happen, even though they right. promised it when they were running. Who are these spring breakers? When you look at the, the Daily Mail, which is good for covering things like spring break, you know, has 15 pictures of who are these people? Um, well, I, I find it hard to believe they're math majors at MIT who suddenly can, are cutting it loose. I attended one. Yeah. Um, and I can say this it's the. Uh, Especially the seniors that are almost done, it's you're letting out a lot of frustration, I guess, and stress over the guess, off some steam over the long school year. Gee whiz, that's something, huh? And huh. I'm not anti as spring if, break. As if they weren't doing that every weekend to begin with, they True. just don't have a beach by them. True. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us. Where? Well, from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. What? I am disappointed in you. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in you. What no? <laughs> Your lack the... of coverage for the twenty firsters these past two days. Twenty firsters? <laughs> this means nothing to a twenty firster. First We're day well of summer. Into, but what but we know that. But you've given Our it... important days are uh, your equinox days. Isn't that what one of these is? No. This oh. is just a, All right, I just this is just a made up like date of twenty firsters have been have been celebrating for since the Super Bowl. You know? the Is that when you show? rally around Stonehenge, you all strip down and <laughs> yeah. grease each other up, and yeah. dance and sing the night away? Yeah. Huh. On this day, and well, it is the first day of spring. For you normal people, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, for us, it's just a chilly summer day. Yeah. Right. It's just a cool summer day. With eight inches about to hit northern Minnesota. Yeah. Just how much acid did you do in the 70s? Well... Not that much, to tell you the truth. Who stole In my fact, car? <laughs> zero. No, I didn't. St I, I had buddies who watched it get stolen. How did Roy? How has Roycey never heard that story before? I don't know. <laughs> that was so funny. On this day in 1864, uh, March 21st. George Edgar Vincent was born in Rockford, Illinois, a sociologist and a graduate of Yale. He served from 1911 to 1917 as the third president of the University of Minnesota and an academic house cleaner hmm. whose reforms during his energetic term brought the institution into the modern era of education. That could have meant the beginning of the failed academy, maybe. I don't know what the <laughs> modern era was. On this day in 1913... 321... We have a candidate for the Gumption County for the inst of the Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. After a wild chase early in the morning in North Minneapolis rail yards, railroad employee and armed police detectives captured Henry Harry Christensen, who was suspected of attempting to rob boxcars. For a time, Christensen 
managed to evade his pursuers by rolling under and jumping over and through coupled cars <laughs> moving through the yards. But he eventually became confused and ran directly into the arms of the detectives. Wow. See, you got to go to the Gusha County Institute for the Criminal Incompetent. He got disoriented. Yeah, he got all turned around, didn't he, Matt? Yeah. Lucky he didn't lose his life. He was discombobulated. He was under there watching to see if it was an optical illusion or if the rails were really coming up. Why would you think the rails come up? They come up. Okay. Why is that a talking point for you and your wife? Well, every time a train has gone by, I look at the rails to see. Rails do move with, you know, on freight lines. Thank you, Kenneth. They're the the rail bed. They're floating. Oh. Well, remember, we had to have a floating intersection created in front of Minnesota Public Radio in downtown St. Paul. Right. Because they were no bigger fan of public transportation and public radio, except when they were getting windmilled. Mm. And then they had to complain and they wanted big shock absorbers put under the tracks at their intersection. So when they were interviewing some poet from Latvia, her words would not be disturbed by a passing train. Joe, we need to do whatever we can to help support nonprofits. There was a lady from Latvia. Who had a private part butt. so big. They got a better newsroom than either newspaper. <laughs> they don't know what to do with it, but they got it. Yes, They're coming very up, progressive. Coming up next. Coming up next is uh, me saying, Welcome see to you mid-morning. later. Welcome to mid-morning. Thank you. Yes. I, I almost answered their call a couple of years ago. Well, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right I should have. Yeah, You're it now, aren't you, Kenny? Well, if you're looking for us to spice up your life somehow, maybe listening to an alternate podcast after you're done listening to Garage Logic, I suggest you go to PodMN on your smartphone and check out the library of podcasts to entertain and educate you. And then flip over to YouTube. Garage Logic has a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, and it's got a lot of videos from the past that uh, you will thoroughly enjoy. Then hit garagelogic.com for the online store. See what you can gather and acquire for your Easter basket for the one you love. You know, you get little Easter presents, don't you? Don't you guys do Easter presents? No. No. You guys are messed up. Your wives must really hate you guys. <laughs> Easter <laughs> basket. Yeah. And anyway. your wife an Easter present. Oh, yeah. Right here. I'll get it. Right I got you. Here. I got you. <laughs> right under here. Check it out. The uh, Garage Logic Town Council, Cha. It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us once again, and how's the time for you? Boy, is it ever the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And as always, you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is with us once again, Josh, where to begin today? But today, you would like to touch on the fact that the market is showing a little bit of an improvement. Uh, You've got some information on TikTok, bank stocks, and the Fed has a meeting tomorrow. We'll start as we have in the past, Chris, with the Fed because the Fed's actions seem to have continued to color what's happening with the market overall, whether it's the Dow or the S&P or NASDAQ, as well as the bond market. I do believe 
You've heard me talk about this for many, many months, that the Fed has gone overboard in dealing with inflation with their very, very aggressive tightening and of overly aggressive interest rate moves in an effort to kill inflation and or bring inflation down to their target of 2%. I won't talk about how they came up with a 2% target, but that is their target. And we are still significant ways away from their 2% target. So it's my belief that despite some of the issues affecting banks, despite the issues that are affecting the value of bonds, the Fed is going to continue to increase interest rates to continue their effort to slow down the rate of inflation. In my estimation, a lot of sources of inflation have been tamed. Starting with last year, commodities peaked pretty much last June and have continued to fall off. The price of oil, which to me has been a major, major contributor to inflation as oil goes through the entire system. The uh, price of oil has come down from a high of $130 a barrel last June, currently at $68 a barrel. Still waiting patiently, by the way, for administration to replace the oil that they have taken from the strategic oil reserve. But oil is down. Housing prices have come down. In February, the median price of a house fell, and that helped to boost home sales. There you go. Price of housing comes down, home sales go up. Now that you can extend out where that can lead to positives for Lowe's and Home Depot, among other companies. Wages are still up. Employment is still up. Services inflation is kind of embedded in the system. And the Fed's still working on the idea that if you can increase unemployment, wages will come down. There's still an awful lot of jobs outstanding. And the jobs that have been leading in the employment statistics have primarily been leisure hospitality jobs, which are not high paying, and government jobs. I'm of the belief the more people working, the better the better it is for the economy. We can grow our way up. Nonetheless, the Fed, I do believe, is going to raise 25 basis points. The biggest impact on the market will be Fed Chairman Powell's press conference and how he couches the Fed's words to the public. I do believe the Fed will emphasize they are raising interest rates because the economy is still strong and there's still inflation and there's still more work to be done. But at the same time, the Fed is going to reassure of the public that issues with the banks, which have hurt the banking sector over the last couple of weeks and just crushed an awful lot of bank stocks, not only here, but abroad, Powell will say that the Fed will stand ready to backstop uh, the banking system, just as Janet Yellen said, she being the Treasury Secretary, as she said earlier today, that regulators could act if they see any type of systemic risk to the banking system. Now, the biggest risk to the banking system, which I've covered before, is their bond portfolios. So this is not necessarily a credit event as happened in 2008 and 2009. This is a, a bank asset event for the banks holding a lot of treasuries, mortgage-backed securities of various lengths. And on a mark-to-market basis, these securities are worth anywhere from 10 
to 30% less than their uh, maturity value. Bond values go down as interest rates go up and vice versa. Right now, banks are sitting on portfolios, their bonds valued at less than face value if they were to need those bonds to meet redemption. There you have it. It's one of many reasons I'm not a bond investor, one of many reasons I'm not a stock investor. Meantime, TikTok CEO is appealing to American users of TikTok to contact their legislators saying there is no problem with us, with our social media platform. We're not an agent of the Chinese government. I can't understand why anybody would want to ban TikTok, because if you're looking to ban TikTok for what people are getting out of it or social uses, then you got to look at the other social media platforms as well. The stuff I've seen on TikTok, not anything that interests me. Funny, but not anything of interest. That said, Meta, also known as Facebook, uh, their Reels program has helped, among other aspects and changes that Mark Zuckerberg has done with the company to ramp up profitability, has helped Meta return to uh, its prominence in terms of stock position, and Meta continues to get upgrades uh, going forward. One sports-related issue, Nike is reporting their earnings uh, tonight after the close. Foot Locker reported yesterday Foot Locker cut its guidance going forward as they rejigger the company by cutting closing stores, closing down their champs line, and focusing on some new store formats, additionally to increasing uh, wages as a way to retain employees. Foot Locker also said there have renewed deal with Nike, and it might be that Nike, or Nike's experiment with direct-to-consumer, while profitable for Nike, has actually hurt their distribution, and that could help Foot Locker, Dick Sporting Goods, and Academy Sports. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.